on this episode of the goal line fade the Mavs had a really good week best week since probably the playoffs last year and the Cowboys speaking of playoffs it is time this and more play the music and Dallas Cowboys. It is playoff time for the Cowboys, so we're probably going to talk about that last. Start with the Mavs, but as always, every episode, we like a little getting to know you with what's going on, so uh, let's talk about what's been happening since we recorded last. Brian, my man, what you been up to? Not much. Been uh, been at home sick. Caught something that wasn't COVID. Don't know what it was. Uh, every one in four people has been home sick with something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, most of them are oh. most of them have omicron but uh i got right. lucky uh i mine was not but you know what i honestly i've had covid twice this was worse than any co any either time i've had covid it sucked but other than that it did give me an opportunity to get caught up on a bunch of you know shows and sports and all the dvr stuff and all that good so that's what i've been doing how about yourself I'm doing good, man. Real good, actually. What uh, what show did you watch, or did you catch on? Okay, so um, what's it called? It's the Kevin Hart Show on Netflix. True Story. Have you seen that? Uh, Tara, my wife, watches that or did watch it. I not I did not. So I first will say I am not a Kevin Hart fan, right? It's just I don't. His comedy is not my thing. Whatever. Um. But that show is not a comedy, although there are some funny parts. That show is amazing. Amazing. Wesley Snipes plays his brother. It's loosely, I mean, the the character Kevin Hart plays is loosely based on him. He's a stand-up comedian who's super successful and in movies and all that shit. Um, the, The show is terrific, so I highly advise it. It is wonderful. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the beginning when the when the major plotline is like somebody dies and his brother tries to help him cover up. I, I'm assuming is the first. It's kind of the opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without without going into too many spoilers, because the whole show is about twists and turns that you do not see coming. Oh, and it's very well written, interesting show. It's not my jam. I'm watching too many too many things, and it was sports and everything else. You know, I pick and choose what I and then my video games too. That's sure. the reason. You know, stuff yeah. to play, but. Me, I just finished Witcher, the second season. So I, one of the rare occasions, I think, I think episode season two is better than one. I think I might need to go back and watch one because one was out of order season one. So it really kind of was confusing to me at first. Like I loved it. And with, with season one, it felt like every episode was its own thing. Right. Whereas season two is more Game of Thrones, where it's a couple factions coming towards one thing. It without you know going too much into it. so that's kind of what's there my dogs are all deciding to run around me and act crazy at the moment so if, uh, for our listeners we don't pause we treat this real so if you uh if you're on youtube and you see me get bit or you hear me yell that's what's <laughs> happening crazy so uh, nice. uh, my guilty pleasure show right now is that superman and lois on the cw i saw that season two is about to start and i just Went down a rabbit hole of hearing how amazing the reviews were. Then I saw it was on HBO Max. I'm like, you know, I like Superman. Let me give it an episode. Well, I'm now nine episodes in and I've got five left to watch. Won't finish it by tomorrow for the premiere, but damn it. I liked the show a lot. I might even say I'm all about it. But this last episode, man, oh my gosh. It is, it is wild. It's, right. it's, it's, I could not, I can't fathom that it's a CW show and it's as good as it is. The, the show's about being like a parent of a, see, Lulu likes it too. It's uh, the show's are like being a parent over uh, teenage boys. It's how to like cope with that and be a superhero, which we all are, obviously, you know? Sure. So good stuff. 
good nice. stuff. Yeah, I'll take so, your uh, word for it. It's not my, as you said, not my jam. <laughs> right, right. So let's uh, let's move on to the Mavs now, as my dog barks endlessly uh, in the background at everything. Sure. Um, let's talk about the Mavs. So, man, uh, the last time we recorded, we were pretty doom and gloom on the Mavs as a situation. Uh, I think you and I both feel Jason Kidd can coach, can do well. Uh, we were at the point where he was kind of holding back, being too much of a player's coach, maybe not tapping into where he wanted. Those terrible things came out about his coaching techniques and everything in Milwaukee. So I feel like maybe he was just kind of on eggshells, maybe. It seems like, yeah, since we've spoke, he's hit in stride. The whole team's gotten covid We've signed like 72 players to 10 days contracts and somehow players that we thought were going to be good have gotten good all of a sudden. So uh, the two players that I'm going to talk about, obviously, um, I think were the heroes of this week. Uh, for those listeners who haven't been paying a whole lot of attention, now is the time to start paying attention to the Mavs again. The Cowboys season is winding to a close. They win the Super Bowl. There's only four more games left anyway. And we're getting into the trade deadline and everything else. And they're looking like they're going to be good. They went from being like half a game out of ninth to where they're steady with a two-game lead in fifth right now. Yeah. Um, this week, they beat Denver, who was the fifth-seeded team when we played them. We beat Golden State, who was the number one team uh, in the league, the best team in the league, bar, bar none. And then uh, Chicago coming fresh off of a nine win streak nine game win streak yeah i think two bucks there as well and uh yeah now the Mavs are sitting in fifth and it's we're not even 100 percent right now um so players are still kind of trying to get back into shape after being winded and out with COVID. i know tim hardaway had hit him real hard and porzingis is on a little COVID break right now as well the two heroes that i'm going to talk about then give the mic over to you you're probably going to think of the same two guys it's josh green and it's reggie bullock yep Hundred percent, couldn't agree more. Um, you and I were both really excited about the Reggie Bullock signing when it happened, and then incredibly disappointed with how it had been going as of up to about the last time we we did a podcast. Uh, and then right about that time, where you and I both said we were going to stop paying attention and kind of start stepping back because things were looking to be bad, um, he got his shit together. All of a sudden, those three-pointers that, you know, he was signed to shoot started falling. But also, you started seeing something that he never really showed all that much in New York, which is the ability to, to, to drive a little bit and, and have a little bit more of a, a multifaceted offensive game. But his defense has also been incredible, you know, his, his defense has right. been great. And then Josh Green, you're starting to see the light bulb come on, you know. We knew he was uber athletic we knew he could jump out of the gym we knew that he could play defense but he could never find time in the rotation because his offense was just abysmal and it's finally you know he's still not going to make an all-star team as an offensive player or anything but he is getting to a point where they can't leave him unguarded you know that's that's what you need from him right now and he's giving you that and more well there's a player who's been in like four of the last five championship games or one of the championship teams and it's Jay Crowder and he'll never make an all-star team. He's like a career nine point a game score, but he makes shots when you need, he hustles and he's coveted every single year. He signs a one or two year deal and somebody who's a contender wants him on their squad. I'm not saying Josh Green is him. I'm saying the way he plays, which is all hustle and makes plays when they're needed is, is a very similar uh, style to that. Last night, I think Josh Green hit two key three-pointers when Chicago was coming back. And was it four alley-oop dunks or was it three? I, th I think it was three, but you you may be right. You watched the game live. I did not. In fairness, I did not watch the game live. It's hard it for might, me. It, it might have been four. So, yeah, uh, definitely a uh, good week, man. Um, I know that me personally, I'd kind of checked out just a little bit because – once again, you know, when you're 40 and you you pick and choose, like, hey, what am I going to watch? When am I going to do this? I bleed Mavs. I mean, I'm wearing my Dirk shirt in, in, in honor of the, the goat right here, you know. But it's just when you know something's bad, it's like, hmm. It's hard to budget know? your time for something. You know, time is limited 
as we get older, time is incredibly limited and you have to budget your time for the things that you love and want to watch and want to pay attention to. And it's really hard to budget time for something that you know is just going to be disappointing. You know, right. Very, very much like last season, um, you and I were like, this is crazy. They're actually watchable. They're actually fun. And then a losing streak happened and you tried to give it a chance and then losing continues and you realize, yeah, this is, this is who they are. And this is something I'm not going to pay that much attention to now. I'm going to look from afar. I'll see what's happening. I want to know because they're my team. Watch them the next season. Right. But at the same time with the Mavs, it's a little bit more linear. It started to go like they were going to be the ninth seeded team. I'll enjoy the playoffs, but they'll be bounced and they'll be in the play in. And now it's looking like, okay, I don't know if they can be better than a fifth seed, but there's some potential there and we'll see there's more rumblings about trades. We are in that season. Uh, it's always an exciting time to talk Mavs basketball. If you're on the Twitter, it's a dangerous place to be right now because people are crazy. And just because money, I think that makes things work. Uh, the trade uh, rumor that I'm hearing about the Mavs today is that we're back in. We've, it seems like we've been interconnected and intertwined with Miles Turner for like his entire career. Yeah. Kind of like Mark. Like literally, like like five minutes of him being drafted. The issue, though, is that the coach of said team is Rick Carlisle. Yeah, I know he doesn't want Porzingis. <laughs> no, so no, it's gonna have to be a three way. Obviously, yeah, it'll have to be a three way climax, or uh, or we're giving him like Brunson and Powell and a first or something <clears throat> stupid, not worth no. miles. At all in, in this day and age you need a guy who can kind of ball a little bit so we would need to keep Brunson I think so yeah although I will also say that if you had told me before the season started that you could get Miles Turner for Brunson and Powell and a draft pick down the line I'd have taken that in a heartbeat you know right. I would have but Brunson has made himself I wouldn't say indispensable not untradeable but definitely uh, uh, if he's getting moved, it needs to be for something top tier, you know. Sure. So, well, his play is Tim Hardaway last season in the playoff run. Yeah, that's that's who he is right now. He is the legit number two on the team. Porzingis has flashed a little bit. Porzingis has looked damn good a little bit, but yeah. still, you know, COVID man, it's different. It's not it's not his fault, obviously. But um, yeah, you know, it's think the the ship is righted so so the listeners of our, of our program if you if you haven't been I, tune in tune in for real yeah. like i play until wednesday and it's versus the knicks yeah. that's always a tough get man that's always a hard game for us they play really really physical and that's rough for luca yeah. so uh i'm intrigued to see the matchup and and julius randall is a tough defensive matchup for porzingis too right if he's back i wonder if he's gonna clear by then uh. I don't know. I don't know. When did he go in? What did he, uh, Oh, it's been a while, man. He must have, he might, maybe he's the, the NBA, unlike the NFL has been giving these guys two or three more games after they're cleared to get their conditioning back before they're putting them on the court a lot. I know yeah. this thing, he's playing lots of fantasy basketball. <laughs> so, so I'm like, man, I, I, he's just been back three games ago. What's going on? Did they just continue to let them, which is fine, which is understandable, obviously when sure. they didn't doing well. So we shall see. We shall see. So Dirk, uh, this week they retired his number. And that is that the fastest jersey it's, retirement? It's it's up there for sure. I mean, it was quick. It was very, very quick. But you know like Yeah, but I mean, like, okay. I'm not saying that Dirk is the greatest player of all time, my favorite player of all time, my favorite athlete of all time, but name me an athlete in any sport more directly connected, not just on a sports level, but like an interpersonal inner city, just like in the DNA of the organization than Dirk. There are few and far, Michael Jordan with the Bulls, Tim Duncan with the Spurs? Yes, but no, you know, because, eh, but I mean, yeah, but. Boring player in NBA history and one of the best, too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, 
you know, it, it's there. He accomplished something that has never been accomplished by any other player in NBA history, which is 21 seasons with the same team. He brought yeah. us a championship. So I have no, they could have done it the day he retired. And I would have been fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, the only football player I could think of like that, he never achieved, he achieved a lot of individual stats, but Dan Marino is like Mr. Dolphin. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But right. he didn't, you know, but he didn't no. bring him a ring. Right, right. But that, so. that's like the, you think of the Dolphins, I think you think of the, you think of either the undefeated season or Dan Marino. That's yeah. Right. And part of that's also because you haven't had a whole lot to think about since then, right? No, no, because they make bad decisions like fire their coach after two winning seasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just ridiculous. Ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah. Woo, so, and it was a, it was a it was a beautiful uh it was a nice ceremony you know i thought it was bullshit mm -hmm. that you didn't have the nelsons there because mark didn't right. invite him right um that was garbage but um other that that was really my only complaint about about the the ceremony i thought it was pretty badass um i i feel the statue's weird but whatever it would have been well, shooting a butt plug which is yeah. fine you know hey, yeah more power yeah, to you know he's german he's probably into some weird shit so whatever yeah. teach his own good. good good and tight am i right yeah yeah, yeah well you know for the time being um yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly um but uh you know uh it was great i it was it was cool to see uh how treated also like a, a reunion for the the championship team almost um you know, I, I, I also wish Jet was there. I thought it was, you know, I get it. I get why Jet was there. That wasn't his fault or Mark's fault. You know, he has right. other commitments. He's got a job. He's got, he's a coach. So that's fine. But it would have been cool for him to be there. But other than that, that was my only two complaints. You, anything? No, man. Uh, good ceremony. It was good seeing Dirk again. Um, it's always emotional seeing that dude just kind of, kind of there. I mean, I've watched, I watched him for, play for 21 years. Yep. Like, that's to see how many basketball games I watched that guy play, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it's just, you, it's been two years and it seems like it's been so much longer. It's wild. You, you know, I mean, but it's been a weird two years. Also, <laughs> yeah. Since I mean, uh, Dirk stepped away. It's been the longest two years in the history of the world, but I'm with you. It does. It just in a basketball sense, it seems so long since, but you know, that's it. You're absolutely right. It's, it's always, I, I'm good with any excuse to see the Diggler. You know, that guy is, he's amazing. So sports is a weird beast, man. You know, like the good thing I could say about Dirk is when he was a rookie, I was excited to watch because it was like, this team's different. Finally, yeah. like this team, you know, he came to the league when I was in 98. So I was 16. Right. And I started watching the Mavs in 92. And they were very, very bad. Three J's. They had this talent, but they were kind of like a, a, the Cavs last year or the year before when it's like they had talent, but just they don't know how to close. They don't know how to win, right? So watching, watching him, you went through the one phase where there was, hey, something's being built. Cuban bought the team the year after, and it was like, oh. So it was exciting. They made the playoffs. They beat Utah. And then – they were good enough to be in the playoffs every single year. You as a homer thought this could be it, even though the Lakers existed. And I don't know, don't know what I was thinking in hindsight. And the Spurs. But yeah. It, so like all that's happening, right? But you wanted to watch every game. You wanted to watch every season. And then towards the end of his career, you get to the point where we're rebuilding, but he still wants to be here. And it's like, well, Dirk's taking in Luca and Dennis Smith. And so it made it not as bad because it's like, okay they're not very good Dirk's still there I love watching any kind of basketball with him and yet this is the future these are the guys that are that are coming and then we go through this weird crazy hectic offseason where it's great that we made changes but is it great more has come about Cuban and then you start to see like man I can't do another year like I just did and that's I think that's why you and I kind of soured on the situation where we, we got to the point where it's just like man this isn't fun. Yeah. This is like, oh, uh, like I'm going to check in the fourth quarter and see what the score is. And then I'll watch type yep. type, you know, and, and now that's changing for the better. So 
That's good, man. That's good. Because last year was rough because the Cowboys got to that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, and, and it wasn't and it, it was because Dak was injured and it was just it was not fun. Right. No, it, it was brutal. But yeah. here we are. Let's, let's move yeah. on to the Cowboys now. Gladly. So Real quick, we're moving on to yeah. football. Hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I would be remiss if I did not take this chance to announce my victory in our in our uh, championship league. And I also need to take this time to thank you. Because had I not made the two trades with you, where at the time of those trades, I felt a little, not fully, but on the first one, it was questionably rapey. <laughs> on the second one, definitely i went into it knowing i was getting trade raped but i was okay with it because i had to change something and boy god damn did it work so thank you very much sir because if you, know, you hadn't made those trades you probably you would have gotten quite a bit further i would have lost the terra in the championship yeah yeah probably i would yeah. i would have it, it is specifically the second trade the aaron Rodgers trade because you traded Aaron Rodgers because you had Lamar, and then Lamar's season went to hell in a handbasket. And then I didn't have Lamar. Yeah, anymore. yeah, and and um, your season went off the rails. Yeah, and that's uh, that's too bad. But thank you, it worked out. Well, it's lovely. The, the most crazy thing I did for our listeners, uh, one of the girls in our league, Alicia, um, for reasons I don't understand and don't know, but hey, Whoa. God bless, decided to drop Aaron Rodgers. So Brian and I are playing this week, and Brian's. <laughs> biggest issue is quarterback for real one of the issues he has is quarterback obviously Metcalf wasn't performing Kyle Pitts at this time wasn't performing but his quarterback is he's streaming Haneke on Washington right so I look on waivers and it's like okay Brian's 12 I'm 11 surely he's not going to make it to one of us anyway but I'm at least going to try the CB and try to block him so sure enough I got Aaron Rodgers block Brian it gets really good though if i would not have blocked brian aaron Rodgers only scored seven points that week brian would have gotten aaron Rodgers and started them we were playing each other mm-hmm. i would have beat him because yeah. he outscored aaron Rodgers and he beat me by two which means i would have had one game on brian which means i would have made the playoffs and brian wouldn't have either so it's yeah, uh, pretty wild uh, how that happens yeah because to just so everyone knows my season started uh the first nine games I went two and seven in the first nine games two and seven and that uh, when I was two and seven is when you and I made the uh the Aaron Rodgers trade yep. and it it turned around from there I was six and three or six yeah. and four yeah 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 so. good times yeah thank you yeah uh, anyway and it was my poor wife that was one of the most uh insane turnarounds I've ever seen in a fantasy football game ever yeah yeah because that's the other like everything about me winning that championship shouldn't have happened i shouldn't have made the playoffs i shouldn't have beat joel who had the best team in our league right then i who did i play in the second round i played uh steve steve yep i played steve in the second round no steve didn't make the playoffs did he i don't remember i played i don't remember who i played in the second round but then play tara in the championship she has um, who who went crazy? Scored sixty points at yeah. noon, in the noon game. Yeah, fifty nine point eight points, and I still found a way. That's that's just crazy. I can't yeah. believe that. I could not believe it. It just no. But every it, it's just everybody on my team did exactly. They they did what they were projected to do or better across the board. Right. You know? No, and it was wild. Trust anyway. me, and I will forever be the guy that gave you a championship. So that's pretty exciting. As well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you look thrilled about it'll it. It'll be wild. Yeah, it'll be a while before I would ever again. You know? I doubt that. You and I so. trade fairly often, so. <laughs> well, they're also the it, the trades were still very fair too, though. Absolutely, like, honestly, no like it was it was Antonio Gibson and Aaron Rodgers for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Yeah. That was a great deal, I think. It was Eli Mitchell for Waddle, yeah. and at the time it was for even. And if if and if Eli wouldn't have got injured, it would have been a hundred percent even down the middle. Man, it yeah. became 
losing Eli the last two weeks didn't help, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, no doubt. No doubt. And, and if, again, if Lamar hadn't got hurt, it just, if Lamar hadn't got hurt, you, that trade would have been great for you if you had had Lamar and then the Green Bay running backs to choose from. Yeah. Anyway. So. But he did. I lost. He did. Yes. Yes, he did. Indeed. Last game of the season where I had to win and get in or not be outscored by a certain amount of points. And I missed the playoffs by 11 points. Yep. 11 yep. points. Yeah. Good times. Do you know who did miss the playoffs by 11 points is the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, after getting their asses handed to them on Christmas, um, or the day week after Christmas, excuse me, by the Cardinals, they laid it on the Eagles, like just straight laid it on them. And honestly, I didn't, I thought we were going to play the Cardinals or the Rams. Um, I did not think they had, there's no way the Rams and Cardinals are both going to lose, but then it happened. So now the Cowboys move up to third, and our opponent is the 49ers, speaking of Eli Mitchell. Um, man, not, it's not a super exciting wild card round, in my opinion. Like, uh, Bucks and Eagles is pretty meh. Like, I don't... To me, that's the game that's... I, I disagree with you on, on the round as a whole, but that game specifically is blah. The Eagles, uh, the Eagles don't have a chance. I, I don't think the Eagles have much of a chance at all. All the other games, uh, is it's I don't know if it's a coin toss, but it's pretty close. I mean, these are it's it's very evenly matched. The Steelers are a coin toss for the Chiefs, bro. Okay, so two games are not are, okay. So two two games. That's that's why it, that's why I wanted the tie gate last night. Yeah. So for don't know we're paying attention for the first time ever the nfl flexed the game that the teams could have not played and both made the playoffs because yeah. pittsburgh died during the year of pittsburgh won if the eagles at the eagles i'm sorry if the raiders and the chargers last night would and just kneel the entire game and force the tie both teams would have made the playoffs the patriots is a three wild card that would have knocked this Hello. So I'm just going to keep talking. Good about the spike. Yep. There you go. There he is. You're on mute. So I was talking about the, the tie. That was the first time ever that a game could tie. And uh, they decided not to do that. In fact, the, it looked like the Chargers cost themselves the playoffs because it looks like it looked like the, the very, very end in overtime, the Raiders were going to let them just tie it. They're yeah. just, there's fuck out running it with Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And then they've, called the timeout because Brandon Staley's a fucking moron called the timeout. It pissed off Rich Bisaccia. And, uh, and so they said, fuck it. And they actually ran a couple of plays and got into field goal range and kicked a field goal. You know, it, it's just, all he had to do was just not be a moron. That's it. Not be a moron. But I, I, I mean, I get it. He was trying to be competitive and that's cool, whatever, but ugh, God, it would have been so much better than the Steelers making it. Right. So the Raiders play the Bengals. The Raiders got their ass beat by the Bengals about five weeks ago. And they're so, going to again. Yeah. I think that's one of the – I think every, every game besides – so there's three games that I heard clear we know them. No, I mean – I would never have thought that the Jags were going to absolutely demolish the Colts, um, period. You know, that happened today. So, you know, wildness. So, same thing. I guess they they would play the game for a reason. But overall, uh, one of the AFC games I think is going to be very good. So, which I think Bills and Patriots will be fun. But I think the Bills will probably win that too. So, that's why I'm not too excited. I just, I think every AFC game, I know the winner. And then the NFC... I think the 49ers could win. I don't think they will. And then also, I think that, I don't know what, honestly, the Monday night craziness, I don't know what to think about the Cardinals and Rams. Like, I, man, flip a coin, dude. Um, they split during the season, and any it's anybody's game on that one, you know? I would have, here's the thing, right? Like, yeah, we the Cowboys moved up to the three seed. I think we got the, the worst matchup, the worst matchup of the three possibilities. I think the 49ers are the worst matchup for us because they, they, I, well, you know, I think they're the hottest team also. 
they've been playing very good football the last five or six weeks. They, absolutely, they have. And and look, a lot of times NFL games, especially in the playoffs, come down to quarterback play. And there is no doubt at all that we have the better quarterback. But they do something that we are terrible at stopping, which is they run the ball as good or better than anybody in the league. And, uh, and they play defense really, really well. And frankly, I don't, the, the Rams are crazy top, top heavy as far as the talent on their roster, but I don't fear Matthew Stafford. I don't. And as, as far as the Cardinals go, yeah, they beat us when we played them, but I'll say this, a, the Cardinals have been playing terrible for the last five weeks, maybe not terrible, but they've been sliding for five weeks six weeks if you include the one game where they they beat us i don't think i think i think that they played about as good a game as they've played in a long time five or six weeks when they played us and we played average at best and still got within three points you know i think if they if the cowboys just could get it clicking a little earlier like I'm not, I'm not one of the people who thinks that the refs cost us the game, but what I do think is the way that the refs were calling the game, the Cowboys struggled to uh, adapt to, and it caused us to not be able to get in rhythm. We would, you know, every time we would get to a, a critical third down, we'd have a, a penalty, right? And it threw off. Dak couldn't get in rhythm, couldn't get in rhythm. Finally, in the fourth quarter, they got in rhythm, and uh, I think if if just one or two things go a little differently earlier in that game. I think that's a game where the, the offense gets rolling and we, we beat them by 15. You know, I, I just, I, I just am not scared of the Cardinals or the Rams. I'm not at all. Well, I'm, I'm a little torn on the situation because the Rams first off that they, they never did probably never will scare me. It, it, I think we have competent coaches. If I was coach, if it was Jason Garrett at the helm, I would, that duel with um, Sean McVay was something that would scare me very much so, right? But with me in the playoffs, there's there's two thoughts, right? When it was a chance we were likely going to look at the Cardinals or play the Cardinals, for me, it's okay. I don't mind playing the enemy that I know. And by that, I mean they literally played them. It would have been a two-week gap. And Sometimes when you play a team like that, it's a good thing because you know where you, especially if you barely lose, you know kind of where you where you stood and you're able to make adjustments. It's why in the NFL, it's so very hard to sweep a team. Sure. Uh, because it's just, you know, it's what the Cowboys, this is what the second time they've ever swept the division this year. Third, third uh, time in history. Third time. And it's, it's so hard to beat a team twice, you know, let alone Kyler Murray, you know, well, or let alone be Dak twice on on that note a total off the subject but on the subject the 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 three times in history okay here's a little trivia for you this year 95 I'm sorry 98 this year 98 and then 1969 do you know what the division was called in 1969 no I do not the capital division right oh do you know who who was in the division at the time? The Cardinals? Nope. No. No, I don't know. It was the Cowboys, the Washington Redskins at the time, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New Orleans Saints. Oh, that makes more sense than the Giants. It does. Okay. It does. But anyway, I digress. Sorry. Just thought that was no, interesting. No, you're, you're fine. So my, my thought on that is that I don't think it would be a bad idea to play the team that we just played because there's still no Hopkins and they have been playing baddish football. But on the flip side, with the exception of a couple Super Bowl runs, these the best the team with the best quarterback wins. Uh, the, the teams with good quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Ishit, those kind of guys. That's who are winning the matchups, right? And winning the in the first round and everything else. So you see guys like a Chad Pennington get to the playoffs and get destroyed. You see, you see these situations. So I think all in all, I'm, I'm happy with the way it is. I might feel differently after the, after the game, sure. but my thoughts on the Cowboys are 
the key to the game is you know they're going to run on you. Yep. And that's okay because if you pressure Jimmy when it's third down and if you get the ball back twice, you're going to win. Yeah, I mean, to me, the key to this game, you like you said, you know they're going to run on you, right? There's no doubt about that. To me, it's about this is a tackle game, right? It's This is all about tackling because they're going to run. They're going to get positive yards when they run. The trick for this is don't let three and four yard runs turn into seven and eight yard runs. Cause the way you beat this team is make them get into third and long as often as possible. Right. Jimmy G can't convert long third downs on a regular basis. And when you're pressuring, no, if he's got a pop, you're pressuring him. He cannot. No, not at all. I mean, it, truthfully, even if you've got, even if he's got a good pocket, he's still going to have trouble regularly converting third and long. But with the pass rush we have, nobody can convert third and longs on a regular basis with that kind of pressure, or at least very few people can. Very few quarterbacks. So it's it's just all about limiting first and second down runs to just make them reasonable. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be you're going to know that you're going to give up some six, seven, eight, 10, 12 yard runs, limit the number of times that that happens, try to keep them two to four yard runs so that when it comes to third down, they're at least at third and four, third and five, third and six, preferably third and eight or third and nine. And then you can pin your ears back and go do what you do. Do that for a little bit and find a way for the offense to get in gear and score early. So, I mean, you know, they, they came back from 17 down on the Rams by running the ball. So they're not scared of trying to having to come back and st- they don't feel like they have to start throwing it. But if you're doing both of those things, if you're scoring and limiting the runs, then they will have to start throwing it around a lot. And that's when your guys get to feast. Right. So Jimmy is a good quarterback. In fact, Jimmy is going to be, and on a playoff team next year, it won't be the 49ers, but he'll be on Denver as a playoff team, Pittsburgh as a playoff team, or the Panthers, something. There, there'll be somebody that is a team that is loaded with talent is going to make a move for that man. And he's going to still have another good year or two until they replace him with a rookie, right? That's the point of his career kind of he's at. He can play. He does yeah. not. But he also is to a point where when you get him where he is – doesn't have great footwork if you get it to where he's got to use his legs a little bit you will win that matchup so the key is so the Cowboys defense versus Kyler Murray they ran a lot right it was Kyler running it was Chase Edmonds running and they controlled the clock and the one thing though about a team that's run heavy they don't score a lot of touchdowns because it's so hard when that field shrinks to throw even a field goal but you're not getting 20 yard runs all the time it's just not the way the flow of the game works it becomes dink and dunk right so the the key is what do the cowboys do when they have their opportunity in the red zone they kicked too many field goals and didn't convert versus the cardinals hence why it was a close game and then it just didn't didn't work out right that's when all of a sudden a team that's running on you and wears you out and you can't get the ball back that's when it kind of it hits you right so the key is pressuring Jimmy, which I truly believe they're going to be able to do. He will do a weird duck fumble thing where he throws the ball and his wrist goes like that. Yeah, he'll give he'll, it to you. He'll give it to you. It'll, it'll happen. But the key is, is are they kicking a field goal when that happens? What are they doing when they get that opportunity to punch it in? Because if you can score four touchdowns, they can't do that with a run-heavy scheme, in my opinion, if the game flow is – going as i imagine it will well here's here's the thing right so like i I looked up a stat earlier just because i was curious um we are very kind of quietly the back half of the season have become the fifth best red zone uh, actually throughout the whole season now at this point we are the fifth best red zone offense in the league right if you look at it we're 13 in a row in the red zone Right. That goes back to the car to the fourth quarter of the Cardinals game. It's they're they're killing it in the red zone right now. Um, the the problem, the problem that Dallas has 
is it's not the red zone. It's the beginning. It's the first, first or second uh, set of, of first downs on a drive. If, if Dak, if they can get one or two first downs to start a drive and get a little, just a hair of momentum, they, they get, they march down the field all the time, almost like it's crazy. But what ends up happening on the drives where, where, where they end up punting, where they end up not scoring or where they end up, uh, where they end up kicking a field goal so often is they, they get the ball in great field position because of a terrible punt or because of uh, a blocked punt or because of an interception or a fumble that the defense got for them. They're in great field position, but then they stall out on the first or second uh, set of first downs because they can't get the offense going. Then they have to kick a field goal. If they can just convert early a couple of times, kind of figure out what's working on third down or avoid third down altogether there, uh, the offense gets rolling and that's it. Cause once it happens a couple of times, the momentum Dak Dak starts feeling it and then it's over. Right. No, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I know one thing I know Mike McCarthy's insane. So this will be fun to watch in a playoff game because there's been games where his crazy uh, play calling like versus the Patriots uh, I thought was the reason why we won. And then you look at the Broncos, it is 100% why we could never gain momentum and lost it so early and that game spiraled out of control. So in a playoff atmosphere, those swings are so vital um, to not turn the ball over to think field position. So I'm very intrigued to see him in his first playoff game with Dallas and what his decision-making is, because I do think Shanahan has the leg up on coaching um, with him. I, I, we are a better team, but uh, Shanahan's been to a Super Bowl more recently than McCarthy has. And man, with all the injuries they've had this year, they lost Kittle for four games, you know, Debo for three, Jimmy's missed one. He's still kind of hampered right now. He's done a pretty good job, man. Uh, I think all, Kyle, so. Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, a great coach, right? Um, here's here's the caveat. I think we have a better coaching staff. Oh sure, no, I coaching, don't disagree. Oh, you know, and so it it comes down, you know, the the assistants who, uh, you know, everybody was worried about Kellen Moore getting a job earlier in the year. That ain't happening. But Dan Quinn is this is is going to be a one and done for Dan Quinn. He's going to be a head coach this year or next year. Um, he, I'll take Dan Quinn over, over, uh, D'Amico Ryan's all day, all day. You know, this is his first year being a defensive coordinator and play caller. Um, and, and I, and I'll take, I'll take Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy matched up against him as opposed to the, I think we win the matchups coaching wise, because you've got McCarthy and, and Kellen Moore against D'Amico Ryan's. And then you've got Dan Quinn against against Shanahan. I think we win both of those matchups. That doesn't mean I, I'm not saying we're going to crush them, but coaching wise, I'll take Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator, not a head coach, but a defensive coordinator against Mike Sh- or, uh, 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 Shanahan's as the offensive coordinator and Blake Miller. I'll take that all day long. Cowboys are going to win 31 to 23. Boom. Okay. I'm a, I'm a little more, I'm a little higher scoring. I'm, I, I had 36, 27, but I'm right there with you. Cool. We both have it with, it's going to be right down the wire. It looks like. Yeah. 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 Going to come down to the last possession or two, you know, right in there. I have three field goals and uh, four touch or two touchdowns and uh, three field goals for the uh, 49ers. But I think they're going to get. Here's a question. How many field goals slash extra points does Greg the leg miss? It depends on how many we need to kick in the first quarter. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that, you know, I, I, uh, for everybody freaking out about him and rightfully so I, I am oddly confident in him because it, it does seem like when the kicks really, really count, he makes them, you know what I mean? Like when they really matter, he makes them. So I don't know. I, I, I'm still fairly confident. We'll see. For yeah. uh, for our non for our non bracket filler outers, obviously we don't we don't know who's going to beat who. 
but we're going to live in a world where we assume Tampa Bay beats the Eagles. So if the Cowboys do advance versus the 49ers, they will go to Tampa Bay. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. That's that's flat out the opponent, period. Like, that's the way it is. And then the, the winner of the Cardinals and the Rams game goes to Green Bay. I really hope. I, never in my life have I been rooting for Philly more than I am this weekend. Well, that means if Philly was to pull off the upset, that means the winner of the Rams Cardinals. Comes to us. Right. And we get another home game. Right. Yes. That's why I'm saying, come on. Plus, I look, I, I honestly, I'm not all that scared of Tampa Bay, especially now that, that uh, AB went crazy and, and Godwin is hurt. I mean, it's still Tom Brady and they still got Gronk and they still have Mike Evans and they still got plenty of weapons and, and their defense is interesting, if not awesome all the time, but always interesting. But when they were at full strength and we weren't, we gave them everything they could handle. And it was the first game of the season. And we didn't, at that point, our defensive staff didn't even know how to handle and use Micah Parsons yet. Right. Uh, and, and we were missing our best offensive lineman in Zach Martin. So I, I think if we can go again, this is, we're looking way into the future, but if we can make it through San Francisco and end up, end up having to go to Tampa, I'm not saying for sure that it's an easy win, but I'm not, it doesn't scare me. You know, there's one team that kind of scares me and it only scares me if we have to go there, which we will have to go there. And that's Green Bay. That yeah. Tip- well, just uh, for anybody who's listening uh, to make the Super Bowl, it is, in my opinion, my humble opinion, just calling the, the bracket the way I see it to, to, to go for the Cowboys to get there. You are beating. You have to beat the 49ers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Green Bay Packers, two of those being in the Bays. Now, I don't know a whole lot, but one thing I do know is that if you're an NFL executive, you would love to see the Cowboys at least make the championship game because man, the number one, you get all the old school. This week you get the 49ers Cowboys history. You get to talk about how they met playoffs in the nineties and the way the rivalry used to, right. And you get to drum up that and talk about your favorite moments, your favorite games of that rivalry. It's a great talking point for all the sports shows. Right. And then with Tampa Bay, you have Tom Brady. You have, they're going to, they're going to say the Cowboys have a chance. They're going to make Tom Brady look like he's done. And it's going to be, is Brady done? Would he retire if the Cowboys beat him? They're going to talk about the opening season, all the injuries. It's going to be an interesting turn. And then, oh, man. Uh Yeah. We're going to see the Des Bryant catch highlight Uh. 72,000 times if that game is. We're talking in the future. I've got it a DeLorean, and I've foreseen a path to tell you what I think could be the path to get to play for a Lombardi Trophy. All right, so let me let me ask you this. Let's back the DeLorean up just a bit. Not all the way, but just a bit. Who do you have in Rams-Cardinals? Just your guess. It's in L.A., right? It is. Rams. Me too. And then I'm guessing we both have the Rams losing to Green Bay. And us going to Tampa and beating Tampa. Right. And then us going to Green Bay. And we'll just stop there. I don't want us to predict that yet. Let's get there first. Okay. But- in the AFC, in the AFC, I think the first round's a little bit easier. I have the Bills beating the Packers. I have the Bengals. Wait, Bills beating, beating the Patriots, you mean? Uh, Patriots, not Packers. Wrong peak. Sorry. Yeah. I have the the Bills. Uh, Patriots, Bengals beating the Raiders, and the Chiefs beating the Steelers. Yep, I'm with you. I think that's the, uh, the Titans would then play the, the Bills. Yes, or the Bengals. No, the Bills. The Bills are the third. Bills are the third season, and the Bills would go play the Titans, which is a tough matchup for both teams. That that's that's a that's a pickup, dude. Especially if Derrick Henry's back, and then you'd have Bengals versus the Chiefs. No way, no way. 
the Bengals are the the four seed, right? I believe so. Okay, so then it would be Bengals Titans. Oh, okay, good, excellent. And then it's Bills versus Chiefs is what we'd get. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll okay. be exciting. Oh, uh, it's totally going to be the Bills versus the Chiefs in the championship game. That's what I've got. That is exactly what I've got. Yeah, I just I think. I think the Titans, if Derrick Henry had stayed healthy all season and they had built up some solid momentum and didn't do something stupid like lose to the Texans and the the Jets in this season and, you know, all these kinds of things, right? Uh, it just kind of sputtered and, and never really, really get it rolling after he got hurt. That may – and they could go into the oh, playoffs. Wait, wait, wait. That game, that game can't happen. Because the Bills and the Chiefs play in the second round. Yeah, you're right. So it, it'll either be <laughs> it'll either be Titans, Titans or the Bengals, and then the Chiefs or the the Bills. So, so I'm the going, championship. Do what? I'm sorry. So then, the, then it would probably be Titans and Chiefs or Titans and Bills. I think the Bengals beat the, the Titans. Oh, my gosh. See, see, the AFC is so much more murky. It's crazy because the AFC has the worst first round. Yeah. Like, it is straight up pick them. And then after that, it is like a, like a March miss bracket busted with, with any of them because any of them could beat each other. It's wild because the Bengals will play good football, too. Absolutely. It's going to be a really – I this weekend – that's why this weekend I'm not really looking forward to a lot of the games. I'm looking forward to the Monday night game and then on the Cowboys, obviously. Sure. But I'm really, really pumped for next weekend, yeah. especially if the Cowboys win. I will be a little butthurt if uh, for some reason they can't, you know. I'll be devastated. Can't, can't pull it off. A little so. butthurt is – no, I'll be – It'll be bad. Yeah. It'll, yeah. It'll be really bad because this, this team is damn good. This team deserves – I need two wins, man. Yep. I need it. I need it bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we need to be conference champion. Anyway, conference championship, at least that, that that's what this team deserves. Cause they've earned it. They've played yes, their ass they're, off. They're like, like, like Batman, but in reverse, they are the, the team that we deserve right now. You know, like he became the heat, but we didn't deserve. They are the, the team that we deserve Dallas fans. So yep. there Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. That's all I got, man. I'm out. I'm out. All right, cool. Well, that's it, man. As always, thank everyone who tuned in to listen. If you could like, subscribe, comment, uh, leave us any feedback, that's always appreciated. And uh, yes, boy, this is uh, the playoff pod. Uh, Brian and I will record next week our reaction to, <laughs> to this. Hopefully another good week for the Mavs as well. And uh, we'll comment on what's going, the rumors for them, their record, and Hopefully we're talking about a Cowboys versus uh, Rams week two matchup in the playoff round. So that's all I got for the goal line fade. I am Zach and I'm out. We are out. Peace.